because I'm trying to finish early. Today is Sunday, January the 17th, 2016, and this is the Worlds of Books discussion group meeting. Uh, today we're discussing the book Saving C.C. Honeycutt, which was the first novel by Beth Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, Beth wrote that book in 2010. I think it was published in January of 2010. And I, I, it like hit the New York Times bestseller list just, I think, within days of after its release, based on the little bio information I read about her. And then shortly thereafter, she was like hitting the road doing all these book tours and stuff. And I think she even maybe gone went to some other countries too with book tours. She's only written two books, Saving C.C. Honeycutt in 2010, and let me jump over to another page, hang on a second, and Looking for Me in 2014. Uh, she used to have her, I mean, she was born in Ohio. I have no idea what her age is. She, she's realized that anything, once anything gets out on the Internet, it's out there for everybody to see, and I guess she's she must be sensitive about her age because she that information wasn't wasn't out there, but uh, she spent the first five years of her life on her her grandparents' farm in Ohio with her family, and then uh, she later had a, an interior design business that she or she was a partner in the business, so she was one of the owners, and I believe it was in Cincinnati. Uh, now she lives in Northern Kentucky, so uh, uh, you know Northern Kentucky is right near Cincinnati which is in southern Ohio. So uh, uh, she had always wanted to write. She had her own business. And I don't know if anybody's ever had their own business. You know, you've got no no time to yourself. It's just everything's usually devoted to, to the business and stuff. And I think she she experienced that and, and wanted to write and just was, was busy all the time. Couldn't couldn't find the time to do her, do her writing. Uh, she she did make up story ads, I, I guess, to, to, that were published in the newspaper and the magazine and stuff to, to go along with the, the furniture and the other stuff she sold in her interior design business. And uh, one day she got a phone call from from a stranger that that, that was complimenting her on, on these story ads. He said he really liked her, right? Liked them, and. Uh, uh, she said, uh, and, and he asked her if she had ever thought about writing a novel and stuff, and she thought a lot about it. And I guess that that was kind of the thing I think that finally spurred her into into giving up the business. I think she eventually sold out her business and and, and took to writing her novels, writing novels. I think she started the the CC Honeycut book probably in. Uh, I think maybe she left the. I'm not sure. I I'm gonna quote stuff and it's gonna be accurate, but sometime in in in. The, the mid part of the first decade of, of, of the, the 21st century, 2004, 2005, I think she finally sold her business and decided to start writing. Like I said, uh, C.C. Honeycutt was published in January 2010. And another thing that was interesting about her, uh, th there was one point dur dur during her professional career, uh, she got that same uh, uh, disease that, that killed Jim Henson, the, 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 you know, the Muppet puppeteer something that's called a uh, group a streptococcal infection but uh she was able to come back from it and stuff but i think that caused her to rethink 
maybe her priorities and stuff. And she finally took up novel writing and and uh, got on. I'm glad she did because uh, I really like this book. But uh, that's pretty much for uh, uh, the the bio information I've got on her. Uh, let me let me review it real quick. Yeah. So right now, I mean, there's not very many of us here. Let's just, why don't we just, let me, let me hear your thoughts on what you thought about the, the C.C. Honeycutt book. Thanks. Well, I just absolutely loved this book. There was a charm about it. Um, in some ways, it kind of reminded me of The Help. And I think it said that in the annotation but I don't think I had read the annotation to know that it said that but it seemed like little glimmerings of the help but um, this poor little girl and these these people come and rescue her from a life that was just, just unbearable and I just loved it and each of the, the characters I read this book several weeks ago because I got it mixed up with another book that I was supposed to read which you know all know that happens to me a lot of times lately so I can't remember the names but I loved them all I think there were a couple that were pretty awful but anyway I love this book I'll jump in. I read this book almost a month ago, so I don't remember everything. So today I went on Goodreads and Kirkus to see what the reviews said, and they were mixed. Many people liked the book. Some thought it was more a young adult book and should have been marketed that way. The South in that book is gone. I don't think that South exists anymore. Um, I like the setting of Savannah. That's a city I would love to visit. It sounds classy and old and elegant and everything that was the good stuff about the Old South. You know, the the love of history and family and tradition, if a bit weird and quirky. I liked the crazy great aunt and her housekeeper cook. I, could, I didn't understand the... Um, Cece's father, and it's been a while since I've read the book, it's like he just kept working away maybe and just didn't have a lot to do with this crazy wife of his and this poor little girl living with the mother. I mean, the poor girl was the mother almost. I um, did think that glimpses of the civil rights era were interesting. Some people on Kirkus criticized the book and said it could have done more with that, but I don't think that was her purpose. She lets it streak across because it's happening at the time, but this wasn't the way the help sort of has more of a civil rights feel and a more of a darker feel. But all in all, I did enjoy this book. Yeah, I don't think criticism about the civil rights movement is valid at all. You can write a book about the South at the time and not feel obligated to cover that in any great detail. Um, I'm probably going to be in the minority here. I liked the book overall. At first, I didn't like it at all. And then it kind of grew on me. And I, what I liked was Cece's perception of how she was thinking of things and how she was seeing things through the eyes, through her eyes. And I appreciated that. What I didn't like was it just seems like whenever you read a book about the South, it has these same characters in it. Um, a feisty, kind of sassy black maid who has a heart of gold a quirky neighbor who uh, talks in a syrupy voice. I, I just, that's what put me off initially, but clearly the characters won me over by the end of the book. I did like it. I'd be really interested to see what 
since Alan, you and David are here and you're, you live in the South, what you guys think about books that constantly have these same, to me they're almost caricatures. And granted, it's better than the stereotype of everybody being a racist, but still, I, I would think if I lived in the South, I'd kind of be rolling my eyes a bit at some of these characters. I'll jump in just for a moment to answer your question. First, the ideas you expressed are also expressed on Goodreads. There were several people who felt exactly as you did, that some of these characters were stereotypes that you see again and again in Southern literature. As far as the South, I'm mixed because South Louisiana is still the South, but we don't sound exactly like most people's conception of the South is. And the culture's a little different. We're all Catholic, which is uh, not common in the South because most of the South was Protestant. And I think the race thing is a little more complicated here because there are people here called Creole who are often light-skinned African-American Catholic people of French ancestry, though Creole can also mean a European, a person of European, Spanish, French. It's, South Louisiana's a little different, so I'm not sure. I do get annoyed with Northern people who think we're backwards and we're all racist because the North didn't exactly escape race riots and other things, though they did get rid of slavery earlier, though you might make an argument perhaps they didn't have the type of agricultural system that would have benefited by it. It's hard to know, and it can get ugly and divisive, but it, it, it was a good question, and I just wanted to jump in. Uh, this is Don. I didn't like the book. I didn't like the book, and... Uh... I read the first part of it. I think it was well written, for, but as you say, the southern caricatures kind of threw me off. I think the, the father was kind of a uh, questionable thing. He, uh, he certainly wasn't not a good parent, but just ignoring the situation and yet seemed to be have a conscience about her at the very end. So I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyway, I... I I would not buy another one by her. Well, I obviously like the book since I recommended it, and uh, you know, I, I I can understand where people would say that about uh, Southern caricatures and stereotypes and all that. But uh, uh, I, I guess growing up in the Deep South during the '60s, like I did, uh, uh, well, this is the seven, uh, you know. I, I don't get to, I mean, I, I found it believable. I mean, the, the character seemed believable to me based on what I've lived and stuff. And, uh, I, you know, it, if a lot of books that take place in the South have those same cast of characters, I guess, that Sherry mentioned, but the book's well written and I like the story, I don't care. I'm still going to like the book. So uh, th- 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 that's kind of my take on it. Uh and, and, and I like this one, so uh, uh, you know I, I I don't get too bent out of shape over uh, stuff like that. But uh, that's me, and and we're all different. So uh, uh, I I really did like the, the I, I didn't enjoy the first part of the book as much because uh, you know because it wasn't set in the south. No, that's that's not it. But it just it, you know it. it it got a little old. Uh, I felt so bad for her, and her mother was obviously so uh, so in need of help and stuff. And her her father was just frustrated because he didn't he didn't do anything except travel. It didn't seem like. And uh, uh, I mean, I did I did like the parts with Ms. Odell because she was obviously a 
uh, a savior to to Cece while she was in Ohio, and uh, uh, I, when the book moved to Savannah, I just really liked it. Savannah is a it, it is a classy city. It's uh, it's 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 classy and it's got a lot of old South, but it's got a lot of progressive attitudes too. And I think with the uh, uh, with attitudes toward race and stuff like that, uh, I know they like to drink a lot in Savannah, but uh, it, it's a beautiful town and it's uh, 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 I thought it was a great setting for this. And uh, the, the the part of Savannah where where uh, the the aunt lived is just a beautiful part of town. It's right off. Uh, uh, is it called Forsyth Square? Maybe it's uh, right down there where uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil took place, and just just in the heart of the the downtown area where, where Savannah is noted for. But uh, 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 anyway, uh, did uh, I mean I, I really liked the book, and it made me th- now I've read it twice now, and I have to admit the second time I read it, it you know, it wasn't nearly as enjoyable, and that's probably true of most books you read. But uh, uh, I, I did like the characters, and just so that we can move along, I guess. I mean, there's probably not going to be a whole lot else to say about it, but did, uh, uh, other than the stereotype aspects of the, the Southern women and the characters and stuff, did, did anybody have a favorite character that, that they liked? I, I personally liked, I liked Oletta. I thought she was she was kind of neat, and I liked uh Miss Goodpepper too, but uh, uh, what are y'all's thoughts? Did y'all have any 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 favorite characters or scenes or anything that you liked? Well, I, I certainly will second Savannah. I went there on vacation before, and it is a beautiful city. And it's interesting to know that it's close to that house of Garden of Good and Evil or whatever. I remember walking through there, and it was stunningly beautiful old houses. I think probably Cece was my favorite character, first of all, because she's the main character. And I really liked the way the author captured how she eventually reconciled her grief and how she dealt with that with things coming up little pieces at a time and her feeling more and more comfortable talking to people and and as far as that goes almost all the characters were likable except for that um one uh, neighbor that everybody hated who slipped and fell on that slug oh mickey by the way agrees about the stereotyped characters but says it was a good book and the ca- i liked oletta cc and the city of savannah itself um, I liked uh, Aletta a lot. I thought she was terrific. Um, I thought that the book had a certain sweetness about it. Um, and, and I can see where it, it could and probably should be marketed to the young adult market, too, because um, I think that it would be a good thing for young adults to read. Um but I just, there was something about it that really drew me to it, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. This is Don. I think, Joni, you got the thing. What I didn't like about it was the sweetness, maybe. It was just a little too much. <laughs> i tell you who I really liked. I liked that uh, Oletta's sassy aunt at that nursing home. I thought... I thought the scene at the nursing home was very well done, and I could I could just see that playing out. And I liked uh, the the aunt. I liked the you know, the woman that said that uh, Louis Armstrong was going to be there and, and and singing. And I really liked the lady that kept taking the the marbles from the Parcheesi game and, and stuffing them down her 
down her dress and stuff. I, I, I just thought that was a, that, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. And uh, uh, so yeah. I think my favorite scene was when Oletta caught Cece taking those pictures of, I think her name was Violene, if I'm not mistaken, the crummy neighbor, and mailing them to her anonymously. And Oletta dutifully gave her heck for doing it and said it wasn't a very nice thing to do. And then Cece saw her ma- mailing that last picture on to her. That was awesome. Uh, I, I agree. That that was awesome. And I I, I got very tickled when I when I read the little notes that, that CC put in with each of the pictures and stuff, I thought that was, that was, that was, uh, that, that, that was very clever and, uh, uh, very deserving of, of somebody of the ilk of Violene Hobbs. Cause I, I really didn't like her. I mean, I obviously, you know, she drew these, it was pretty easy to, to, to make your mind on who you were going to like or not like. Cause, uh, uh, they were pretty cookie cutter, but uh, I don't know. The, the the charm still came th- through to me, and uh, I thought Nona Pipes' narration was uh, was excellent too. Yeah, I loved her narration. She just um, she was just the right narrator uh, for this book. I thought, and um, everything that you guys are mentioning, I. I really, really liked. I guess I really, really liked this book. And, you know, there was a little satiric thing with the mother being the queen of the the Dahlia Onion Festival and that she never got over that. And it was just, um, I thought that was pretty funny. And there were other parts of the book that were really uh, quite funny. And I just really liked it a lot. I would read almost anything Nona Pipes narrates just because she's so trippy. I can't even describe what it is I like about her voice, but there's just something that amuses me about it. Well, I was I was going to ask. That's the first time I've come across her as a narrator, I think. Uh, has I need to just type her name in quotes on, on the NLS search site and just see what comes up, but... Uh, uh, other than David, is, have other people read stuff that she's narrated? I'm going to jump in again really quickly, um, Alan, and say she's been narrating a good 25 years, but I don't think she narrates a lot. She's probably an actress or voiceover artist, and this is her side work. Well, Mickey typed in no, so she hasn't she hasn't read anything else by her, I guess. I think I have because the name is familiar, but I don't think she reads a lot either. Uh, well, you got to love anybody that, that, that that's reading, uh, doing voiceover work with the last name of Pipes. I mean, I mean, what what could be more appropriate? I wonder if that's a real name or if that's some kind of a, a pseudonym of some kind. One of us should write to the Bard Talk list and find out. Maybe somebody knows whether it's her real name or a pseudonym. That's one list I'm not on and probably should get on. I hear the moderator's really fair and stuff and, and, and you know, and, uh, easy on on the, the subscribers. Oh, it's you, isn't it? Maybe. Yes, he's being modest. It is Alan, and he's a good moderator. We have to say that because we're in here with him with the world of books. But no, seriously, the list is good. I like it. Well, I, I, I'm I'm probably a, a, one of the most laissez-faire op, uh, moderators because I. Uh, I don't read a lot of the messages anymore, but I but I listen to most of the subject lines and stuff, and I, and I try to just let people manage themselves and 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 keep my nose out of it when I you know unless people get out of hand. But uh, I think the, it's a good group of folks. And Mickey typed in to Google her, 
the moderator does a good job. Okay, thanks, Mickey. That was nice of you to say. I'll I'll put the check in the mail uh, tomorrow morning. One of the good things about Alan's list is that it's not just barred books that are talked about. You can talk about anything that you've read, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I t- there's there's always somebody that gets bent out of shape if you if if you stray from the the the, the stated purpose of the list. And I, I understand folks, you know, get too many emails and they don't want a lot of. Uh, a lot of drivel and tripe and stuff posted, and you know I try to I do try to step in if things get out of hand. But if, if somebody posts something that, that's of interest to the majority of the group and stuff, I don't, I don't have a problem if it's not precisely on topic. So you know it's uh, that's what I say. Pe- people just need to manage themselves. Uh, okay, well, uh, if there's no more comments about uh, saving CC Honeycut. Who I think they did a pretty good job of saving in the end, uh, uh, which one would expect from such a a, a, a novel and such a setting. Uh, I've got some recommendations, suggestions for next month's book. But does anybody else have any comments before we get to that? Thanks for recommending this, Alan, because I don't know if I would have read it um, just seeing the title. Well, I wouldn't have read it either. And uh, there was a friend of my sister-in-law's that that told her about the book and gave her an audio copy of it and that uh i thought oh that 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 sounds interesting so i yeah i went out and saw that it was on bar and i fetched and listened to it and just just uh was charmed so that that's that's how i got into it okay well let me jump i'll jump over to my word document and see what the books i've got okay all right i I was hoping we could read a nonfiction book next month, since we do try to read some nonfiction uh, in this group too. And there's so many other groups that do that do novels. And you know, I, I I'm open to suggestions, but uh, what I would like, what what I want to propose, and y'all can y'all can shoot me down if you want to. I'll I'll uh, uh, I, I'll listen. I would like to read, Now I realize I'm a finance guy, I used to be an accountant and did all that kind of stuff, but since we all lived through the financial crisis and this book is written by an author that I like, I think he does a good job, and it's the, the book is the subject of a popular movie now, I kind of would like to, to read the big short, uh, or that's, that's what I want to propose, y'all can, y'all can tell me what you... Uh, what you think? It says the big in, inside the Doomsday Machine, and it's by Michael Lewis. He's the same guy that wrote The Blind Side, Moneyball. He's written several other books uh, dealing with uh, with finance and stuff like that. And this is nonfiction. Uh, it's narrated by Eric Sandvold. I don't believe. I think it's probably about eleven hours, so it's it's not now real, real long, but. Uh, what do y'all think? Are, y- are y'all just totally opposed to that, or can you live with it, or I- enlighten me? Is it what? What is it like? I mean, what does he talk about? The selling short, I guess. Isn't it the housing? That whole housing mess that somebody predicted it and shorted the and and was able to short the um was it stocks? When you short them, you're making a bet that they will go down. So he he bet that they would go down, and they did, and he did well. Or am I right, Alan? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. When you 
when you do a short sale in the market, you basically uh, uh, borrow a stock from somebody and sell it at, at today's price because you, you feel pretty certain it's going to go down. You think it's going to tank. So, in effect, somebody loans you the stock, you sell it at today's price, and then after the market tanks, you're able to go out and buy it dirt cheap because the market's fallen out from under it, and you, and, and you pay the people back uh, accordingly, and, and you make a big profit, a big spread on it. So it, it's about the, the big financial crisis that happened in 2008 that almost you know took our financial system down, and uh, uh, that, that that that's what it's about. So, uh, uh, yeah, of course, I, I, I was working in banking at the time, and uh, so I, obviously I've got a probably a a greater interest in this this than than uh, probably the rest of you, but yeah, I'm throwing it out there. I'll jump in again. I'm very jumpy today. I loved Liar's Poker. That was his first book. Came out in the late '80s, early '90s. He's from New Orleans, probably rich by now with all the movies. I tried to read Flash Boys, and I just totally didn't understand it. But I think this book would be interesting. He writes well. He's been called someone who may not know everything about everything but can write in such a way that you think he does yeah i think he's a very good writer i mean i've only read one of his books i've read the blind side which is about the 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 the, the football player that uh uh came from memphis you know where i where i used to live and uh uh well, they made a movie out of that one too but uh it, it was well written and uh I, I think he's i think he's got uh i think he's a good writer and stuff so uh uh, like I said, I know it's not going to appeal to everybody, but uh, Mickey Mickey chimed in and said, "Let's read it." So uh, uh, she's on board at least. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, the fact of all these book clubs is a book's never going to be picked that appeals to everybody every month. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. And I do like for us to read uh, some nonfiction in here because I, I need to make myself read nonfiction. I'm bad about just reading purely for entertainment and stuff, and uh, uh, there's a lot to be learned. I mean, uh, Don obviously reads a lot of nonfiction because he's the history guy, but uh, 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 I, I want to know more about this, and I, I think this would probably be a good way to learn. Yeah, I think it would be – I would certainly learn something because I definitely am not a finance person. My only concern would be is it going to be – over our heads, and I mean my head anyway, or is this guy pretty ex- an accessible writer? Um, but yeah, I'd be certainly be willing to give it a try, and I'm sure I'd learn something. Yeah, well, that's what I'm concerned about too. Uh, well, I understand what he's saying. Um, I tried to read The Wolf of, of Wall Street, and I didn't know what the heck they were talking about. But I mean, I would like to uh, learn more about this stuff too, so. Yeah, I'll go with it. I'll try it, and uh, I'll see what I think of it. I just hope that I can understand his uh, language. Of course, if it would be in one-syllable words, I'd like it a lot better, probably. Well, I've not read the book, and all I can say is I'm assuming he put it in language that, that, that most people could understand, and the fact that they've made it into a movie, and I'm not even going to comment about the... Uh, 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 the, the the intelligence of most people that go to movies for entertainment and stuff. So I, I, I'm assuming it, it's probably presented where where we can understand it. And if anybody has any questions about anything they read while they're into it, 
write me. I'll find out the answer. Even if I don't know it, I'll I'll, I'll research it and stuff. So, uh, I mean, that's what I like about this stuff. I mean, it's it's, it's an opportunity to learn. Uh, uh, well, let, 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 let's plan on doing that one then. It, the, the DB number, it's called The Big Short. It's by Michael Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Uh, and the, the DB number is 71207. So it's not a brand new book with that DB number, but I think it's probably two or three years old. And uh, like I said, they've just made the movie about it. And... Eric Sandvold reads it, and you know, he, he's a decent narrator, especially for nonfiction, I'd say. Uh, a couple of others that that I'll just have y'all think about and see if y'all might be interested in reading these. These were other ones I was going to suggest. Is uh, It's that book by uh, Leah, what's her name? Ramini. Ramini. She was... Uh, uh, it's called Troublemaker, Surviving Hollywood and Scientology. And I know Nancy Lynn posted a real favorable review on that book. It's also narrated by the author. She she starred in The King of Queens, was a television show that was on a few years back. And uh, that's gotten some pretty good reviews. And that, that's relatively short. It's like a seven-hour book. And then uh, uh, Outrageous Conduct, Ego... And the Twilight Zone case, I, I I don't know if y'all remember that 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 happened. I think maybe back in the nineties, or it may it may have actually been in the eighties. They were filming the Twilight Zone movie, and you know the one of the main actors in the movie, Vic Morrow, uh, who used to be a television star, got there was an accident. He got decapitated. Uh, I think it was a helicopter accident of some kind, and. Uh, so apparently that that book examines that whole incident and and the outcome and stuff, uh, and and the other nonfiction one that that I had looked at, it was is a biography on Jim Henson who you know I love the Muppets and stuff and I, you know, I like Jim Henson, uh, but but it's a little bit long it's it's a uh, it's twenty it's it's twenty one hours long, so th- th- those are some things to think about but uh, why don't why don't we do the big the big short for for next month comments oh they all sound so good. I think I've downloaded the Scientology one and uh, probably the Twilight Zone. I know I saw it and I was going to download it. I don't know. I download so many books. I don't know what I've downloaded and what I haven't. But anyway, they all sound like real good reads. Yeah, uh, they do sound good. I, I downloaded or um, I put the Scientology one on my list too. A good nonfiction that I just finished that people might like is called Knock Wood. It's a biography of Candace Bergen. It only goes up to when she's married, but what I found interesting was her childhood having to be the sister of Charlie McCarthy. And she's a good writer. She kind of she has a lot of self-deprecating kind of humor, and she realizes she was lucky to grow up in privilege and stuff like that. And that was pretty good, too. So I'm looking forward to diving into the world of finance. Oh, I'll definitely like Knock Wood because I've always liked Candace Bergen, and uh, 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 I used to love her on Murphy Brown and stuff. She's, she's, uh, she's, she's real talented and stuff. So I'm glad you suggested that. I'll make a note of that and add it to my wish list. And maybe in the future, the the other contender I was thinking about that, that's a typical uh, novel, uh, uh, legal fiction, is is a book by uh, Steve Martini called The Enemy Inside. Uh, I mean, Steve Martini's a, a good writer. I've read a lot of – he's got a character named Paul Madriani that uh, 
most of what I've read with that character has has been really good, but uh, something to think about for the future. Uh, So I'm going to say bye and thank everybody for the comments so that I can get out of here and make this uh, uh, some kind of ball game. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to listen to a book while it's going, but hey, I hope everybody has a a good uh, remaining part of your weekend, a good evening tonight. Stay warm if you're in a cold area, and uh, uh, thanks for coming. What was the number of the book again? DB71207, The Big Short by Michael Lewis. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. This was interesting as always. Thanks, Alan. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Mickey had posted a comment up in the chat list about, uh, responded to what I was saying about uh, uh, the nonfiction books and, you know, not everybody liking them. She was saying, that's the point of book clubs. You read what you wouldn't normally read. And, uh, uh, maybe we we might want to read some of these other ones that I mentioned later on. I'll keep a note of them, and uh, uh, that's that. So th- thanks, Mickey, for your comments, too, and everybody have a good evening. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye, everybody.